the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And hey, 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 we are here for another two-hour show on Saturday. Come Together San Diego. And the whole desire of the show is to do that. Come together, San Diego, so we can show forth the glory of God in his body. That's us. So I think you're going to have a great time today, but it's also timely with all the crud that's going on in the world today. Um, uh, We're going to talk about um, domestic violence and what God wants us to do about that. I want you to meet my co-host for this entire hour. Her name is Dr. Ramona Probesco. Probasco, but we don't even use your last name anyway, so we'll just be calling you Dr. Ramona for the rest of the show. Uh, Dr. Ramona uh, is a remarkable uh, family uh, therapist, and she also deals with domestic violence. And what a what a an important uh, topic to deal with because a lot of times a lot of those are kind of swept under the rug, aren't they? Yes, not talked about. Not, I, not I talked so about. appreciate Kaz you having me on today. Yes, and Kay Praise inviting me. Seriously, this is. This is terrific. Thank you. Well, it's it's a pleasure, but we're not only going to just be showcases for this, but we're going to dig deep and we're going to get down to the heart of the issues and we're going to entrust God to heal even live and in person. And those who listen to this in the archives heal as well because Holy Spirit wants his church to be empowered. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> I can't agree with you more. So, you know, I had an opportunity to stroll past some of your history and some of your background and it's heart rending on one side. But it has a good ending, doesn't it? Tell it us does. A little, in this segment, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll dive into other things. My friend, especially if you're faced with domestic violence issues, we'll stay with us because we're going to be digging into those things, and we're going to be not only giving you insights, but solutions per Holy Spirit. So, R- Ramona, tell, Dr. Ramona, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about YOU. Sure. Would you like to know about my story or about my professional well, background? Well, in this segment, do we want really the, the story which okay, will launch sure, into your professional sure. background for the remainder? Yes. My book, Healing Well and Living Free from an Abusive Relationship, was just recently re- uh, released in June. And in it, I share uh, my story of how I married, who is referred to as Ben, that is his fictitious name, uh, my former spouse in the book. Ben and I met when we were teenagers. And he was a freshman in college, and I was still in high school. And it wasn't love at first sight, but it was. uh, we met on the beach here in San Diego Mm -hmm. and um, slowly got to know each other. And everything started out, you know, pretty blissful. And and he was very charismatic, had a fantastic sense of humor. He was an athlete, so, of course, as a teenage girl, I was very starry-eyed with that. And it started out like most of these relationships do, um, just... You know, he swept me off my feet in many ways. Yes. Um, 
But that soon turned after we uh, a few years of dating and about three years into the marriage is when the physical abuse started. Yes, and th- those are things, my listening friend, uh, I'm sure many of you are going to actually be identifying with these things as we go. So I want you to pay close attention because while we're spending a little bit of time in this first segment to talk about the anguish and the sorrow that came before, we're going to spend a lot of time about how God is wanting to heal that. Not only has healed in Dr. Uh, Dr. Ramona's life, but is, he wants to heal it in yours as well, or if, your best one of your best friends as well. That's so right. get ready because we're going to be sharing those truths. So so in the thick of this doldrum mm-hmm. uh in that that happened what how many years ago did you say? Oh golly. Uh, uh, I was a teenager. A teenager. But she's I'm she's 50, only 51 oh, she now. Is, proud 51. She's so young. <laughs> anyway, so so it happened but, but it's a scar that you remember. It is. It does. You know, abuse it changes us, but yeah. it doesn't have to destroy us. And, and I firmly believe that. And oftentimes people can be in an abusive situation, but they don't call it that. I know I didn't, cast for many years. And, and we'll think of it as a, a couple conflict or we have a communication problem or, you know, we have more month than money. And so we argue. And there's a difference between regular couple conflict and abuse. When abuse enters a relationship, my, how I describe it for people is when you know you've crossed that line is when fear Mm-hmm. enters the relationship. Yes. Because all couples argue, not all couples experience abuse. Yes. And so the, the abuse is the issue. And a lot of times we try to cover that over going, uh, that that was just a one-time thing. But if it's persistent and consistent, then one needs to pay, pay close attention. My listening friend, many of you may be experiencing that. And I'm not talking only about the women. I'm talking sometimes about the guys as that's, well. That's absolutely right. As a matter of fact, one in four women and one in seven men will experience some form of severe physical violence in their lifetime in the United States. Say that statistic again. Sure. It's one in four women and one in seven men will experience some form of severe physical violence. So that's not the lesser forms of abuse in their lifetime. That's in the United States. Globally, it's one in three women. So this happens to men, too. And it's hard for women to come forward and 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 share what's going on. It's it's definitely difficult for the guys too. And you mentioned a number of things as I was reading through your book about feeling ashamed and feeling you don't you know something that you want to keep under under the carpet or under the rug because when you just declare this, it can ruin uh, your whole life and lifestyle. Everybody that you touch can be impacted by that. So you have a tendency to maybe pull back and. Uh, protect the the perpetrator as well. Right. I mean, a lot of well, things go on. Well, yes, I did that for years. I, you know, I felt like I could manage the abuse, which there's no such thing, but I didn't realize it back then. And, and there is this, this desire to protect the image. I mean, we were involved with ministry. Yeah. We were, you know, a well-liked couple and no one could tell from the outside. I kept it. We, we all kept it as a family, very hidden. You know? So you're saying in, in the, you were involved in ministry related stuff. And this was happening even in the midst of the ministry things. And, and, I mean, a lot of my listening friends may have experienced that or may be experiencing it right now. It's not that unusual. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, the first uh, act of physical violence was about three years into our marriage, and we were attending, both of us, Bible school full-time. And uh, Ben had forgotten to pay an electric bill, and I, I asked him about that. I was worried. And in my questioning him, he got very angry and um, picked me up and threw me against the headboard of our bed. So that oh my. was my first exposure to physical. Yes. You know, when, when I was reading about this and praying about it, there's a scripture that came to mind, especially about the shame. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're ashamed to tell other people, especially because if you become uh, well-known people in the church envi- environment, people go, we need to go to them for counseling or, or encouragement and things like that. And under, uh, under the cloak of darkness, mm-hmm. activities are going on that you're embarrassed about and you're almost, it's sh- shameful to you. And you have to get, we all have to get past that and go on to the healing phase. And it just occurred to me, I think it's in the book of Hebrew. It says, for the joy set before him, Jesus, mm-hmm. he endured the cross and he despised the shame. Mm. One of the things that we need to be able to learn to do, and that is to despise that shame that wants to come on us, because that shame is not of God, it is of the enemy. Right. And Jesus actually said, I'm not going to have anything to do with the shame, I'm going to declare it as it is. And that was that was an illustration for us for healing. You want to speak on that for a minute or so? Well, what I can say is when someone is choosing to abuse, because yes. it is a choice, often they will uh, externalize the responsibility and they'll blame their partner. Mm-hmm. So for many years, I internalized that, thinking that if I just, you know, if I prayed more, if I had more faith, if I believed more, if I was a better wife, then this would stop. Mm-hmm. And I, no one has that type of control over another person. Yes. We, each of us has a free will that we have to choose how we're going to exercise it. Yes. But uh, often that is the case, is that the responsibility shifted to the person who's on the receiving end mm-hmm. of this behavior. And I want to tell you, my listening friend, when she says the wife, you can also flip-flop it and go the other direction as well? The, it, yes, like I said, one in seven men. So so, so this is an issue in, here's here's what happens. Satan doesn't like the family, especially the Christian family, because this is the underpinning of God's plans for his church in these days. Mm-hmm. And if he can mess that up, He's got a pretty good foothold of what's going on. So you need to know that this is the enemy trying not only to influence your marriage, your family, but God's church. That's, That's always right. been his design. It is, you know, it, like I said, there is free will involved, but definitely this is straight from the pit of hell. It's 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 demonic, and it is Satan's way, one of his ways to yes. destroy the family. Well, we're going to talk more about that. I, I'm glad that uh, Dr. Ramona is with me for this entire hour. That's this how wonderful good. to have Thank you. you and we've just kind of scratched the surface on the challenges that you're facing, my listening friend. But now we're going to spend the, basically the rest of the one hour talking about God's solutions. And he has people to your left and to right. Some of them are people like uh, Dr. Ramona, who does this uh, professionally. Uh, But there are others who are to your left and to your right that can encourage you and uplift you in this. And we're going to talk about some solutions. I hope we've set the stage for you because uh, this is running rampant in the church Mm -hmm. and beyond. But let's deal with the church and let's deal with us first. And then let's impact the world once God uh, heals us and gives us revelation and truth. So, Dr. Ramona, are you with me for the whole hour? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm yes, all wired are. up here. I don't well, think we, I could get we away. Are go- we are going somewhere. We're going straight up. <laughs> okay. My listening friend, uh, we're going to be right back and talk more about this. So uh, I, I hope you appreciate Dr. Ramona and her spending some invaluable time with us. And we will talk more about this when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're indeed back. Dr. Ramona, author and a domestic violence therapist in San Diego and beyond, is my co-host this hour. Ramona, Dr. Ramona, we're having fun, eh? We are. But within the fun, oh, it's a pleasure. But within the fun, we're we're sowing some invaluable seed, I think. Yes, I believe that. You've learned from experience about domestic violence, and you've written about it. You've invested an entire career on helping other people. 
You know, my friend, in, uh, in, in 3 John 2, it tells us, Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Well, domestic violence as a target is caused, it's called causing your soul not to prosper. That's right. And well, so it breaks your spirit. It eventually. breaks your spirit indeed. Mm-hmm. And so, my friends, we're going to spend some time talking about the solutions that God would have us do. But before I do, I want to send a special thank you to uh, Dr. Ramona's mom and dad, John and Shirley Cardum. Hey, you did a good job. Uh, John and Shirley, what a remarkable young lady, and she's going to help us share truths that are going to impact others' lives. So thank you, Cardums, for yes, doing that. Thank you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Love you both dearly. Exactly. Good job. And, you know, a lot of the things that she shares with you have been vested and invested by parents. And, my friends, you, uh, if you have children, there's a lot of vesting and investing you can do in your children as well. Raise up a child in the way they should go, and when they are older, they shall not depart from it. This lady, Dr. Ramona has not departed. No, from I'm never letting go of Jesus. No way. So you, you have a you have a twelve step mentality in your book and beyond. By the way, mention the title of your book. Sure, it's Healing Well, Living Free from an Abusive Relationship, from Victim to Survivor to Overcomer. Yes, and we're going to find out more about that in the show. But let's talk a little bit about the twelve steps in general. But I want you. We only have you know eleven minutes in this segment, so I want you to take mm, two or three of your you know, the ones that people really need to start with and let's dive into those. Are you listening, my friends? We're talking about domestic Mm -hmm. violence. We may be talking about your household or somebody whom you know. Mm -hmm. Dr. I I first want to begin by saying that I don't, you know, it it is 12 steps that I go through in the book, but I realize that um, how painful this is, how difficult it may be. Maybe you're driving, you're in your car and you're listening to Kaz and I chat right now and And you've never really even entertained the possibility that what you may be experiencing is abuse. And I I was there. I understand that. And I remember the first time someone posed that word to me and I thought, wow, not me, not him, not us. Yeah. But um, so I I would like to start off by saying if you're in a situation where you're feeling fear, that is a good indication that you're experiencing abuse. Because abuse is not about anger. All couples get angry, not all couples abuse. It's really, it's about a mindset, Kaz, and it's driven primarily by a couple things. Uh, It's driven by entitlement and lack of empathy, a need for power, and a need for control. So it's there, we have a lot of myths surrounding this whole issue of why some people choose to abuse. But if you're in that situation, one of the first things I believe is to share your story, even if it's with yourself, where you begin to admit that this something is very wrong and this something has a name. Yeah, and one of the things when you do, you're sharing the story with yourself, you can actually include God in the mix there because he he will insert, especially if you're a believer, he will insert scriptures and the healing balm to actually help heal you. And that's really an important first step in getting out of this thing. Yes, and I did. I had many, many conversations with the Lord. And I have to be very honest with you, Kaz, not all of them were, you know, Pleasant, sanctimonious. <laughs> yes, I was. I was, I was very upset yeah. and confused because I didn't understand why. If I was trying so hard and I was praying so hard, it was getting worse. It's because I couldn't control it. So breaking that silence, finding someone that will believe your story, a safe person who will take take it serious and believe what you're telling them and encourage you to get the help. I really, I strongly encourage people to connect with a counselor who's trained in domestic violence. Not all counselors are trained equally. There are 
There are many areas that I will refer out because I'm not professionally trained. Yes. So if that if your therapist that you're talking to, a potential therapist, is not trained, I would not suggest you work with them. If they encourage you to do couples counseling, run for the hills. They definitely don't know what they're doing. understand. Well, now, this is something that you have ma- majored in, basically. You did your uh, Ph.D. study in the topic of domestic violence. That was really a, a, yes. a cornerstone of your study so that you could actually be equipped when people come up with challenging situations you at least have the education and the experience i have the clinical yes i have the clinical training as well as obviously the personal going through it but i specifically studied domestic violence in faith-based relationships with the desire to equip clergy and lay clergy uh to effectively respond yes so and what i found in my studies is that basically what is happening outside the church is happening within the church and i was one of them i sat and warmed a pew week after week and people didn't know what was going on in, yes. in our private lives. And you were a leader. Yes, yes, we were. Just amazing, just yes. amazing. And the enemy is giggling. He's going, these guys think they've got it, but I know I have some area, buttons to push that can mess up their relationship. And when I mess up their marriage relationship, I mess up the whole church. Well, in, in the end, the good guy wins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, um, my life is a result of the of the steps I share in this book of, you know, what it we, what we have to intentionally do to heal well, because we're not, there's a difference between healing and healing well. Oh, I like you it. You know, and, and that's something that the Lord taught me through all of this. But we have to do intentional things to heal well. Time alone is not going to heal our wounds. Time will just pass, just like a physical wound. If I break my arm and I think, well, if I wait three weeks, it'll be fine. That's not true. You have to go to the doctor. You have to mm-hmm. get it set. You have mm-hmm. to put a cast. You may even have to do physical therapy afterwards. It's the same thing with our emotional wounds. We have to respond and take intentional steps to heal them. And so you've put together 12 intentional steps for healing. I know we only have a, maybe six minutes left in this segment. Yes. So identify I'll the talk ones. Fast. Well, well <laughs> more than talking fast, just pick the ones sure. that people can launch out into and then maybe have them buy the book or Absolutely. something like that. Absolutely. Okay. So I've already just quickly talked about breaking the silence. Next, I, I believe we need to call it what it is. We need to call it abuse. We need to call it by its proper name. Thirdly, I encourage people to educate themselves. I educated myself out of this. I don't mean just getting degrees. You don't have to go to school, but read good books on this subject. I I also talk about avoid avoid, uh, shortcuts to healing. I call them Band-Aids. For me, it was um, cleaning house, exercising, Mm -hmm. even mothering. I, I threw myself into mothering and was distracted by certain things that kept me from really looking at dealing with my own pain. Then I talk about in the books, uh, in the book about super traits, and I don't have time to get into all that, but there are risk factors that we can have that will keep a person in an abusive situation where someone else would leave. And basically like things like elevated levels of loyalty, mm-hmm. tolerance, empathy, when we have higher levels of that, which some of us do, we're more likely to try to make it work where someone else would leave. Sure. And the enemy would say, that's very good. That's tolerate, right. Tolerate. And, yes. and God's saying... Enough is enough. Well, the Lord Deal sets with boundaries. Exactly. I mean, you know, look what in, with Adam and Eve, you yeah. know, out the garden they went and he had a, an angel there to keep him from going back in. So God sets boundaries too. Anyhow, so moving forward, I, I encourage people to take an honest look at themselves, their life, their choices. What were their dreams? What were the things that made them come alive prior to this experience? Getting reconnected with those. And then I do tackle the question, do I stay or do I go? I don't tell people to stay or to go. But I lay out information on why they would stay and why they would go. And um, then I dedicate a whole chapter to forgiveness 
I mean, that in and of itself we could talk all weekend about. Forgiveness is often a very misunderstood and misapplied subject, and it can often be used to cause further injury to the victim. So I'm very sensitive when I discuss that. Yes. And then I talk about learning to trust your gut again. I encourage the reader to connect with healthy community. And uh, then I close with two final chapters where I talk about what it means to live, really live, and what it means to love, really Mm, love. I love that. Yeah. You know, my friend, I, I appreciate uh, Dr. Ramona and her heart cry. She, she's not a person that she, she's not sitting here giving me clinical truths. She's giving us heartfelt truths That's and right. uh, truths that are based on her own scars and experience as well. And my listening friend, I hope this is touching your heart, but it's all, if, for you in particular and your spouse, or it could be a friend uh, or a relative or something mm-hmm. like that, these things that uh, she has learned not only in the textbook and study, but also from the scars of living it uh, are invaluable. And my friend, there are many things that you have learned. Maybe if you have been in one of these things and as you get out of it, you're going to also strengthen other people in the midst of it as well. That's what overcomers do. That's what overcomers do. And we've got about a couple of minutes in this segment. I want to just deal with something that you said and, and have you elaborate a little bit more on it. You said, I don't tell people what to do. And I think that's the wisdom of a good counselor mm-hmm. and instructor. You don't tell people what to do because uh, all the time they'll go back and go, well, Dr. Ramona told me to do this. Mm-hmm. No, she says, here are the options, and we have something called Holy Spirit. That's right. And he can yeah. convict and convince of, us of the way that we should go. And when we we do this, Scripture, scripture says the young person, uh, when they are old, they will not depart from it. And so when you give people options, they will we will learn based on the Holy Spirit giving us, and we will not depart from it because Holy Spirit resides with us. Dr. Ramona won't necessarily be at your beck and call by phone. Talk just a little bit in about a minute and a half sure, we have left in this sure. about letting people come up to uh, their own decision on what to do, but to stand by it based on God's directives. Right, exactly. Well, that's why I'm so big on education, mm-hmm. but quality education. There's a lot of books out there. Um, so you want to be careful that they're not advocating you trying harder or praying longer to try to get this other person to change. And that's, you know, for many years, that's what I did. And I thought my miracle was going to be that this marriage was going to be saved. That's what I was asking for. And what I what I came to realize, Kaz, that I was the miracle. And the miracle was that God gave me the strength to say no more, the strength to say enough and the strength to eventually let go and walk away. So you're saying, and this is something we really need to pay close attention to, what you're saying is that there are provisions where not every marriage will be saved. Not every marriage, unfortunately, should be saved. When there's abuse going on, Yes, that's not, that's not God's heart. God's, he, when, he, when he went to the cross, he went to the cross for people, not, not institutions. Marriage is important. I love, I'm remarried. I'm happily remarried. I value marriage. But I don't put the institution of marriage above the safety of a human life. My, my, my. Uh, Dr. Ramona, I, I appreciate what you're saying in your book, Healing Well and Living Free from an Abusive Relationship. And then there's a subtext there that says, from victim to survivor to overcomer. And it reminds me of a scripture that says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this have gotten out of the victimization into the survivor mode, and they think that's all there is. That's there's right. much more beyond a survivor. There's an overcomer. In Christ there is. In Christ Jesus mm-hmm. there's overcoming. We're going to talk about yes. those things, and we're also going to identify different uh, 
character traits, not only of domestic violence, but people not only within the church environment, but also military. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, what it looks like, mm-hmm. and we may be speaking specifically with you. So, Dr. Ramona, I know you're going to stay with us. We're just scratching the surface, and we're having fun. Uh, domestic violence in this nation, but also in your church, in your family, what we can do about it. We'll talk more about that when Dr. Ramona and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, amen. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Hello, my friend. You heard... uh Rabbi Joel Lieberman, head of this show from Tree of Life San Diego. It reminds me what's going on in Pennsylvania right now with the Tree of Life uh, Jewish synagogue there. A shooter uh, has killed many people. And my friend, this is a good opportunity for me to ask listening friends here on K-Praise and Come Together San Diego to pray vigilantly for what God needs to, is going to do in not only healing but also uh, convicting of sin and, and the whole thing. We're in vital times in the United States of America right now, and people like you and I are being called upon to be prayer warriors in this behalf. So uh, just a little bit of diversion from our talking, but it's not really much of a diversion because we're talking about domestic violence, and that's right. the United States is experiencing, dom- the whole family of America is experiencing domestic violence right now too, so we need to vigilantly, vigilantly be in prayer. So, Dr. Ramona, I'm engrossed by your insights on what's going on here and uh, identifying where the problems oftentimes lie. And sometimes we think it would be amazing if it's happening in the Christian community. Oh, yes. But it's also happening in the military community as well. And because San Diego is not only heavily prolific in ministry-related things, but also San Diego is heavily prolific in military-related things, this is a real danger zone for San Diegans, is it not? Yes, yes. And actually, we were in the military in the early part of our our marriage. So I understand both from a um, a Christian, or not a Christian, but faith-based, faith-based being within, yes. you know, working in a ministry rather, as well as ministry, or excuse me, as well as military. Yes. So, and it can be difficult. There's that pressure, you know, to keep that silence. And I remember that. I was I never talked to any of his superiors. I was afraid it was going to affect his rank, which was going to affect his paycheck, which was going to affect our family and our mm. well-being. And and so there's, for multiple reasons, there's pressure to just keep quiet. Yes. So l- let me change just a little bit. I'm going to ha- ask you to do something here because the, the stuff that you're saying, people can get so much out of an hour show, and that's about it. But my listening friend, I want you to be able to... Dr. Ramona has a website too. I want you to give that now so people can jot notes based on what you said and they can go back to your website and uh, dig further. Sure. So give your website if you yes, would, Dr. It's Ramona. Yes, com, and it's spelled D R R A M O N A.com. Very good. 
Very good. Let's dig a little bit more deeply in this challenge that uh, is going on in military families and the, the Christian uh, family as mm-hmm. well. Satan knows that uh, he, if he can stir things up, uh, he can stay on earth a little bit longer. And God's plan is to get him out of here. And guess who gets to do that? His kids. Mm-hmm. And guess what his kids need to do? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. You want to talk a little bit about this uh, warfare that's going on. We're talking about military families mm-hmm. and warfare is part of their strategy, but it's also part of God's strategy to be victorious. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Well, in in my opinion, I believe that uh, Satan comes at the family. If he can't get the family in the beginning through, and what I mean by that is through abortion to mm. destroy the family, then once the family is intact, he will try to work through and destroy an intact family through abuse. And I do believe at the root of this, uh, of domestic violence, domestic abuse, it's demonic. At the same time, people choose, you know, and we are responsible for our choices. So the idea of the devil made me do it, I don't buy that. But do I believe he's behind this? Absolutely, I do. Yes, yes, yes. So give us some, because you're a woman that has the scars of experience, Mm -hmm. give us some insights on where to go from here. Let's say uh, I'm a, a Christian and I'm into leadership in the church environment, or let's just say that I'm in the military and I'm uh, garnering a position of responsibility or, and I'm being in, becoming involved in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. What do I, as a, a military wife, for example, mm-hmm. or a military husband, right. what, what, what's our first steps that we do? Or how about if I'm a, a husband or wife in a, in, a, in a church environment or in a Christian environment, where, where, do, we, where do we go? What do we do? Well, it depends on if a person is in imminent danger, then, of course, I'm always going to advise that they call 911. Um, if you have time to plan, then what I encourage is that you prepare by uh, by making a, a safe, what I call a safety plan. And on the Dr. Ramona website, there is a page dedicated to preparing to leave, uh, when a person leaves, and after a person leaves. So safety planning is hugely important in these situations because and a lot of people, Kaz, don't realize this, but the danger level goes up by 75%. There's a 75% greater risk of fatality when people leave. Say that again. That's a remarkable Yes, there's a 75% greater risk of fatality when leaving. The most dangerous time is when a person is attempting to leave. And so that's why safety planning, if you can do it, if there's time, is so important. If not, you just, it's called 911, get out. My All authorities, goodness. you know, reach My. out for help. Which I know is scary, it's, but it's you know you're going to need the protection. Speak a little bit about because a lot of these families, as it's, it's not only a husband and wife issue; it's also a family, children involved in the mix, or maybe parents or grandparents as well. So, how does the strategy change? Or uh, can you give some insights on that as well? Of course, if you need to be careful and wise as an abused uh, husband or wife, you also need to be more careful. Uh, when when there are children or others involved in the mix. Talk mm-hmm. just a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's why I'm saying to, to follow an actual safety plan because there's a lot of different things that a person would need to pay attention to. For instance, um, if they can, to try to uh, set aside some emergency cash, to set aside an extra set of car keys, if, if they can, to have a cell phone that is not something that is shared with that spouse, um, because, you know, cell phones can be tracked. I mean, you know how it is these days. Yes. We can, yeah, find each other. Um, 
to connect with a um, people who believe you, people who you know, um, whether it is a neighbor, someone within your church, um, a counselor. But you cannot leave these relationships by yourself. We need to have community. We need to have support. Yes. I'm going to ask you to do something a little different here. Right now, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer over the people that are experiencing this right now for God's, the Holy Spirit intervention on this to give them wisdom. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about this in this segment. But I'm going to ask you to engage Holy Spirit in a prayer right now on these people's behalf. Go ahead, Dr. Ramona. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I thank you, Lord, for every listener that's listening now or may catch the show later. Holy Spirit, that you desire that that we live free and abuse is the antithesis to freedom. And Jesus, you went to the cross for us to be free. So whatever this listener may be going through right now, I ask Jesus that you would reach down because your arm is not too short to save. I ask that you would reach down, that you would hold that beautiful person, Lord that you would allow them to feel you close with them, Lord, that you would help them to see that you have a plan and a means of escape, Lord, that they are not alone. Even though I know, God, I was there myself, that you can feel so utterly alone and confused. You are not that author of confusion, Lord. And, Father, I just pray that you would um, just illuminate their path, Bring people into their lives that will believe them, that will take them serious, God, that will give them wise counsel and will connect them with other people, Lord, that can help them make decisions that are safe, wise. And Lord, that I pray that that would be this person's first step Mm -hmm. towards living, really living and loving, really loving themselves, God, and allowing abuse in our lives is not loving ourselves. Help them to see that, Lord. And, Lord, I ask finally that you would put angels around every single listener in their family right now, and you would do the warfare that we cannot see because domestic abuse is a stronghold. So I take authority over Satan and all his cohorts that are trying to come against families all across San Diego now. And in the name of Jesus, Mm. I ask you, Lord, to intervene with your mighty hand. In the, name of the Lord Jesus. in the name of the Lord in Jesus, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Amen. Dr. Ramona. Amen. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, she's saying is actually in her book called Healing Well and uh, Living Free from an Abusive Relationship. But I like the subtext here because we want to talk, in the minute and a half we have left, I want to talk about this. It says going from victim to survivor to overcomer. And many of you, because you have the conviction of, of, of God and, and you know to stand strong and things like that, you have uh, ascended to the level from victim to survivor. But there's more beyond survivor. There is the life of an overcomer, and that's what God wants us to do. In every facet of our life, not only just hang in here in life, but also be an overcomer in the midst of it. And that is really the kingdom message that God wants to share with us. Take about one minute and approach this subject on this side of the commercial break, and then we'll deal with it on the other side, Dr. Ramon. Sure. And that's something that the Lord taught me through all this. When the issue of domestic abuse comes up, often you hear two categories, someone who's being victimized Mm -hmm. and someone who's survived or a survivor. But as I began to write this book, what the Lord was showing me, he was showing me, Ramona, there's a whole other, <laughs> yeah, a whole other phase to healing that, that is referred to as overcoming it. 
Cool. So that's beyond surviving. It. So good. Yes. So good. We'll talk a little bit in the next segment sure. about that. I, I love this. To. But you know something, my listening friend, uh, Dr. Ramona has reminded me that this time frame that we're sharing this message is very appropriate because this is Domestic Violent uh, Prevention Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. It is. This October month. October is, yes. <laughs> yes. So good timing. So, so, so it's very good mm-hmm. timing. My listening friend, we're going to be back in just a moment when we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what God intends to do with you, not only uh, from a victim to a survivor, from a survivor to an overcomer, uh, major stuff. And once again, the website to find out more about uh, Dr. Ramona and her heart cry is Dr. Dr. Ramona, R-A-M-O-N-A dot com. My listening friends, stay with us. We have one more segment, and it's going to be power-packed. Dr. Ramona and Kaz will be right back. <laughs> more. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I can't tell you how honored I am to have Dr. Uh, Ramona Probasco. We call her Dr. Ramona with me for this hour. We're on the last segment of this hour, a great new Stuff coming for you on coming with you and to you on the next hour as well. But I want to spend a little bit of time here talking about some things that uh, Dr. Ramona uh, spoke spoke of and speaks of in her books. She uses her term the term from victim to survivor to overcomer. And you and during the break you were relating an interesting uh, metaphor that you had for this. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because you know we we know we're all supposed to be overcomers. Uh, we know that because we know, have the words. But how about the spirit behind the words? Mm-hmm. So why don't you share with a little bit with us a little bit about some insights that uh, God has given sure. you about this burning house issue, and then we'll dive on into that, Doctor Ramon. Yes, uh, yes. I so I use this metaphor of a burning house, and what I what I say is, a victim is they're in a burning house, and they they feel the heat, they see the flames, they smell the smoke, but they stay in the burning house. A survivor is in that same house where they feel the heat, see the flames, smell the smoke, but they leave the house. An overcomer in that same house, experiencing those same things, sees the flames, feels the heat, and smells the smoke. They leave just like the, the survivor. However, they build a new house, and then they invite other people to come in and enjoy it. Oh, my, my. And that is such a God thing, you know, as far as re- rebuilding the, the house. He knows that... Uh, Left to our own devices, uh, at best we can. <coughs> okay, I survived this. I survived right. whatever I got the, out. W- w- yes. whatever the issue is. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. But the truth of the matter is, that's just one of the stepping stones to the bigger picture. Because God not only wants you to be a survivor, but He wants to be an o- over you to be an overcomer. And with that overcoming comes the ability not only to be an overcomer yourself, but encourage other people to that's be overcomers. Exactly right. And there's Talk a lot this. of people that. Um, refer to themselves as domestic violence survivors that, in my opinion, if you go by my my personal definition of it, uh, are actually overcomers. But there's people who have survived it and have not worked through what is necessary to truly be free. And so they're out of it, but they're not completely free. They're still struggling with wounds that have not been addressed. You know, it reminds me of a scripture, they that overcome Shall I make a pillar in the house of my God? Mm -hmm. So if you're an overcomer, this goes with your analogy of the burning house. Uh, God will make you, as an overcomer, you're going to become a pillar in his house. So the house 
the old house you're going to be a strong down. point so you're going to yes. be a strong point yes. in, in god's house yes. as an overcomer yes well 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 so speak some words of encouragement to these people that don't really see you know there's a long tunnel sometimes in this domestic violence issue right. and they don't see the end of the tunnel they they, they barely can see the the survivor mode. I want you to, to speak encouragement to these people that they're not only uh, an opportunity for you to survive. Sometimes you can be a survivor and not even have God. Right. But to truly be an overcomer, God has to play a key role in this. So talk a little bit about right. people that are on this path. Right. They may be early on in the victim stage, mm-hmm. but encourage people with your experience and share some of your scars as you do. But also there's hope not only at the end of the tunnel, but that hope is the name the Lord Jesus Christ, right. Dr. Ramon. Well, as we were talking during the break, Kaz, I was saying how I can remember, it seems like yesterday, I mean, it's been many years now, but I can remember driving around in my car and just, I, I was consumed, my thoughts around, you know, this marriage and, and it's and the abuse stopping and, and Ben changing and what could I do to make it better. And, and so I can only imagine that there's probably someone else driving in their car right now listening to us chat, you know. So I understand that, and I understand that level of fear and confusion. At the same time, like you said, the Lord does desire for us to be free, and he has a plan for that. And in my book, I share the steps that he used in my life and that I now use as I work with people who have experienced this form of trauma. And, and really, as an overcomer, what I believe sets an overcomer apart, Kaz, is that they learn to really love themselves in a healthy way. That's a key to healing well, is learning to have a healthy love for yourself and to begin to apply that. And that they um, see purpose in their pain. You know, I if I could just have a big eraser and erase the parts of my history, I would erase what my kids went through. Yes. Me too, I, I mean, but definitely what my kids went through. But we don't. There's no giant eraser that we can do that. So... In order to be able to heal well, part of that will involve recognizing that there's purpose in the pain and that God can use it in our lives and in the lives of other people. An overcomer will also not be shrouded in shame anymore. Shame or secrecy will no longer. I don't walk around, you know, keeping secrets anymore. Um, I I am a much more open. I'm okay with not being perfect. I struggled with perfectionism for so many years, and I still can go in that vent sometimes (laughs) if I'm not paying attention. But I'm very consciously aware of it now. And it's like, it's okay if I goof up. It's okay if I make a mistake. We all do. Um, some other things that involve that overcoming mindset is that they're, in, they're committed. The overcomer is committed to the entire process of healing well. They know that this is not a quick fix, yes. okay, and they're going to apply themselves. Another differentiation, Kaz, is that they learn to trust their gut again. In order to stay in these relationships, we have to dial down the volume in our gut. We have to minimize what's happening, rationalize it, justify it, call it what it's not, okay? But as we heal well, we begin to turn the volume up on our gut, and we start to honor our gut and listen to what it's telling us, that this is not safe, this is unhealthy, this is not me loving myself, and I need to do something about it. Yes. Um, an overcomer no longer wears masks. I've laid down my mask. If I see myself reaching for one, I'm like, oh, no, 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 not going back there again. They, they recognize what super traits are and learn how to manage them. You and I talked a little bit in the beginning of the show about that. They recognize red flags, how to set healthy boundaries. They work through the tough issue of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So even though, I, I, like I said earlier, I don't push forgiveness on people because the Holy Spirit, that's his job, not mine. 
However, I do believe to heal well, we do have to come to a point where we, by an act of our will, choose to forgive ourselves, the abuser, people who didn't who didn't believe us. And then uh, finally, it's important that an over, as an overcomer that we always stay connected with healthy community. Yes. Not perfect people, mm-hmm. but people that are working on themselves. Exactly. But the other piece of the equation is always, 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 always stay connected always. with the Lord. All, don't, don't, oh, well, you know, of course. That's he, a given. Yeah, that's a given. Because he's your, he's your, your, your life. Uh, your he's life our lifeline, but life. he uses yes. people. You know, <laughs> yes, he uses he people, and so it's important for us to stay connected. So we've got about three or four minutes in this segment. What I did in an earlier segment, I'm going to have you do right now. I'm going to have you pray over and speak over people that uh, are on the verge of being overcomers or can be on the verge of overcomers. I want you to speak into that uh, as Holy Spirit right. gives you utterance, if you sure, will. Sure. And uh, let's entrust this time frame that we spent this hour uh, as a healing hour, sure. okay, the balm of Gilead, so to Absolutely. speak. So lay it on us, and then I'm going to, as you close in a minute or so, then I'm going to have you give information about how to find out more, not only about your website, but your book, and any okay. other information related to that, okay. if you would, would Dr. Ramona. To. Would love to. Go. Laura, we just thank you that you are working. You are working through these airways right now, God. As people have heard Kaz and I talking, Lord, I know, God, I am just a person. Like my mother said, every one of us puts our pants on one leg at a time. And so I have nothing over any of these folks who are listening, Lord. But, God, I know, Lord, that you use us. And I thank you, God, that humbly, Lord, that you have chosen to use me and that you have taught me what it means and how to heal well. And so, Lord, I pray that these listeners would also believe that they, too, that their lives can be different, God, that they, too, can walk this healing well path. And like my best friend would always say to me when I would struggle to believe, she would say, Ramona, believe in my belief until you can believe for yourself. So right now, Lord, I pray that these listeners would believe in my belief. I believe that the Holy Spirit will heal them and not only heal them, but heal them well. Yes, yes, yes. And Lord, until they can believe for themselves, my husband and I will continue to believe for them. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Your your husband, Tim, and you. Yes, my sweetie sitting right here next to me. Yes, yes. And he's been a very good encouragement. Oh, my gosh. I I, I like that, encouraging both of us throughout the entire show. My listening friend, I hope you realize that we've tapped into Holy Spirit stuff today. Yes, we have. And this has been a healing time for you. Uh, but there's also, we have about 30 or 40 seconds left in this segment. So spend just a little bit of time telling about not only the website, but to accessing the book. And then, my friend, I'm going to introduce the next hour and the next segment. You'll be blown away because this really sets the stage. It flies by. It does. Okay. So if you're interested in reading my book, you can uh, get it at Barnes & Noble. You can uh, go any, anywhere books are, are sold online. Amazon, yes. Barnes & Noble, Christian Book. Uh, you can go on and order it. And they put what into the search engine? Oh, sure. Yeah, that would help, huh? <laughs> Healing well and living free from an abusive relationship, from victim to survivor to overcomer. Yes, and Dr. Ramona Probosco. Yes, and they can also go to my website, drramona.com. Very good. My listening friend, I, I hope you're encouraged by what you heard here. So many people have been impacted or affected by uh, domestic violence in their marriages or someone you know in the Christian realm, in the military realm, and beyond. Satan wants to bring God's plans down. God wants to bring his kids up. 
And Dr. Ramona, thank you for spending an hour with me. It's been enlightening and, and, and empowering. Thank you very much. Thank My you. listening friend, we're going to go from here to another topic that you're going to love. And this is a real nice dovetail to that. We talked a little bit about domestic violence. And by the way, uh, happy Domestic Violence Prevention Awareness Month. That's now. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> and my listening friend, one. in the next segment, we're going to be talking about uh, children and when they are faced with fear, what God wants to do about that. We're going to have a worship uh, family, actually, uh, here. They've not only written uh, a book, a book has been written about uh, helping children that are in the fear mode and, and Domestic violence could be one of those things that is a mm, fearful thing. Certainly. Or uh, also dealing with worship and praise. Also, these people are a worship group from Ramona, California. You know there's been some fires going on there. We're going to talk a little bit about how God is healing the fire victim mentality, but also the victim mentality. You're going to be impressed by what's going on. You're going to see a real dovetail on what's doing. Dr. Ramona, thank you for joining me. Kaz and my new one-hour Hosts are going to join us next, so do not go away because we will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world. world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world. Well, here we are in our second hour, and the uh, first hour just kind of blew me away talking about uh, domestic violence in the church and in the military and things like that. Um, but our second hour right now dovetails with that because we're going to deal with the issue of fear in a household and uh, also how pow- the power of worship and praise can combat that. I want you to meet some newfound friends of mine on Come Together San Diego and Beyond. These uh, two guests are worship leaders. They're uh, published musicians and uh, one of the two the more gorgeous of the two is an author as well i want you to meet john paul and uh, rochelle ruiz and i hope you don't mind me saying the more gorgeous of the two jp john paul because uh, i'm talking not, about not at all <laughs> you're, you're telling the truth my friend so. uh, i know <laughs> and, and rochelle ruiz good to have you both on the show we're going to spend an hour doing stuff shall we Hi, Kaz. Great Kaz. to be here. It's, it's a pleasure. You're, now, you're, you're living up at a place called Redding, California, and, uh, there, you know, Redding has been in the news. Uh, if you're looking at weather, weather situations and fire hazards and things like that, it has been in, in the news. But also, it's uh, earmarked, Redding, California is earmarked for uh, a community that knows how to worship the Lord. And so when you have a devastating situation and people who know how to worship the Lord, you're going to see an interesting mixture there of challenge and godly solutions. So, uh, John Paul and uh, Rochelle, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to talk about what God is, has, has you doing, not only in worship and praise specifically and a new album, but we're also going to talk about <laughs> beautiful Rochelle's vision to do children's books and what that looks and sounds like. So let's use this first uh, segment of the four-segment hour to talk a little bit about a broad brushstroke about what God is doing to you and through you. And you, uh, you know, you can deal with any aspect of what we talked about in a moment, uh, a moment ago or go wherever you want, because I think I mentioned to you that you are not guests on this show. You are co-hosts. So uh, give us your bro- broad brushstroke and uh, Rochelle, every once in a while, let JP speak in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know me well, Kev. <laughs> you know me well. Babe, you want to go ahead? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, uh, yeah you're... It's only an hour, so don't be bantering back and forth about you go first, you go first. Okay, so JP. And... Oh, look, Kev. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So JP and I, we were in Washington, D.C. together doing David's Tent, worshiping for 724. And I had a chance to go through the White House with these guys. And uh, the danger is when you go through security and having somebody like JP beside you and the jokes that he wants to crack and the jokes that I want to crack when security is, you know, doing frisks and things like that could get you into trouble. So Rochelle kept us straight. So we actually got to do the White House tour. So every once in a while through this, I want you, Rochelle, you're, you're... your commission to settle us back down again. So, uh, JP, why don't you start out about the over, over kind of the broad brushstroke, and uh, then Rochelle can straighten us out. Well, Rochelle and I have been in ministry together uh, for about 29 years or so, and one of the main focuses that we have is to be able to use our gifts and talents to be able to not only encourage the body but also build the kingdom of God. And uh, one of the things that, um, that's been, you know, um, laid in our hearts, uh, and of course, Rochelle's heart, is to, to write children's books. Children's books based on the things that we go through in life and how we've used uh, the children's books or the teachings that the Lord has, has given uh, her uh, to raise our kids and also create material to be able to help other families as well. Uh, we have been in ministry again for a long time, and it, ministry service, um, and um, using music as one of the tools to be able to convey the gospel. And uh, you know, it, something about music that that puts a, a thumbprint or an imprint in in a person's life. That you know, when you hear a piece of or a piece of music, and it reminds you of something. And why not remind people of the goodness of the Lord? And um, that's why we've been we've we've uh, fervently um, you know pursued that not only because we love it but we feel that there's a a big change that happens when uh, when we praise and worship the living God. Yes, 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 Rochelle. Yeah, well, there was a big change that happened in us, and we're just so grateful. It's it's really a situation of wanting to, just like you talked about in your first hour share the freedom that the Lord has given us by making us overcomers in our lives and, and, you know, in different areas. Um, Yeah. So one of the areas is worship and the other area was parenting for me. And that's why I decided to, to write this book. Yes. You know, we're going to spend an entire segment of this and I have actually, thank you for sending it. I have an example of one of the songs and my friends, this is going to come up in the uh, second or third or fourth segment of of this hour so you need to stay with us for that because i just listened to the lyrics and the voices on the voice on this child's book song and it's going to rend your heart but you're going to see the power in not only the written word but the spoken word and the nuances of the spoken word as shared in song in this and rochelle i have to give you high accolades your heart cry to minister to children is remarkable. And John Paul, when you team up with this lady, you guys have such a, a commanding voice, not only in worship and praise, but uh, as as skilled musicians, you command attention. And excitingly, my friend, as I have observed this, the attention does not go to them. It goes through them to the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, let's talk a little bit. There's another element here. We experienced uh, fires in, in Southern California extensively, and this was uh, Redding was no stranger. In fact, just not long ago, there were some fires there. We're going to spend some time in the next segment talking more deeply about that, but kind of give a, a, a broad overview, uh, JP, about uh, 
the issues of fire and uh, the dangers there and how God may be intervening in ways that are remarkable. Well, yeah, we in uh, California's experienced about 11, 11 different fires uh, at any given time. And Rochelle can share a little bit more detail on, on how it has affected Redding. And the, the main thing that, you know, before she gets into some of the detail of what's going on in regards to the fires is um, we, were, we were sitting in our kitchen table with, with my son-in-law and daughter. And in regards to tragedy, what do you say to people that are affected? Right. And and the only thing that I, that I you know, the, the Holy Spirit raised up the, the, the situation when of the death of Lazarus, which was a big tragedy. People just went through a, a big loss. And the thing that moved my heart was Jesus's reaction to the particular situation, the tragedy that they were in. And um, in, in the line in, in the word, it says he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. And then. Um, he, you know, he said, you know, I, I want to go see where, where have you laid him? Where have you laid Lazarus? And he, he saw the people and um, Jesus wept. Yes. And that really touched my heart. And, and the message here is that in the midst of tragedy and in the midst of things that are going on, you know, how, how do we respond as, as Christians? Well, like, just like Jesus, he cared. Jesus wept. Oh, that's it's good. not that he couldn't do anything about the situation, but he cared about the heart of people, hearts of people. Yes. You know, so my, I'm, I'm going to turn over to Rochelle. She knows a lot more. You know, she can give you a lot more detail of the fires. But that that's that that was the main thing that we we you know we we removed. I mean, yes. Care to how do you care about the people? Well, JP, so anyway, it, Rochelle, Rochelle had a great idea. Rochelle uh, and and JP, one of the things that strikes me as you're talking about this disaster of the fires. This is an illustration of how God can come in the midst of whatever your fire is, my listening friend, whatever that fire is, and out of what would seem to be destruction, uh, provide uh, solace and uh, empowerment. You know, the talk, Scripture talks about uh, he didn't take us out of this world, that, that, but that we could be overcomers within this world. So uh, J.P. and Rochelle, I'm sure that uh, that Scripture and others similarly uh, were kind of tools for you as you realize this devastation that was happening with the fires. God can use this as a springboard instead of a dive into the pit. You want to talk a little bit more about that, Rochelle, in the next? But we got about a minute in this segment. We'll deal, continue this into the next segment as well. All right, Kaz. Yeah, you know, it's every challenge is an opportunity for God to reveal a part of his character. And all of us in Reading have come to know God who's with us in a fire or with us in a tragedy. And, you know, like John Paul was talking about, Jesus wept. Sometimes there's no words, just listening, just being there and um, just caring and, and yeah, just listening to people's stories. And God has really been with us and we're already seeing beauty from ashes. So mm. just so grateful for his presence with our whole community. Wow. And scripture says he gives you uh, a beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we may be trees of yes. righteousness, the planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified. What a wonderful scripture that is. And here we're seeing, you know, the literal fires and how God is going to transform those literal fires into from the ashes, bringing forth beauty. Uh, we're going to use this as a springboard into the next segment, because my listening friend, whether you have experienced literal fires uh, in the world or in your community or supernatural 
fires of challenge in your community. God has solutions, and he wants to give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. We're going to talk about the garment of praise and how praise and worship play key roles in this in the next segments. But boy, I'll tell you what an honor to have JP and Rochelle Ruiz with me from Reading. Uh, These are people, if you were to identify different people with different bents, I would say these are people who are leaders of leaders. Many people acknowledge that, and you will see why they would call them this in the remaining segments. My listening friend, uh, we're going to talk about this and so many more things, including children and books and ways to communicate with children when Come Together San Diego and JP and Rochelle Ruiz and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back with J.P. and Rochelle Ruiz, uh, worship leaders and songwriters and musicians extraordinaire living and ministering through Redding, California. A lot of activity going on in Redding and beyond. Uh, They've recently experienced some uh, wildfires which have taken a toll, but you know something? God can use that as a springboard as well, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. If you've ever noticed in hard times and disasters, uh, the key factors of God's kids is uh, being able to show off God in the midst of challenging situations. And uh, co-hosts John Paul and uh, Rochelle Ruiz have not only witnessed this firsthand, the challenges of fires, but have also uh, replaced the wildfires spiritually with God's Holy Spirit fire, and the transition is amazing. So uh, I'm so thankful to have you on the show with me, JP and Rochelle. And let's talk a little bit more about the calamity and how God is transforming this calamity into an opportunity to share the goodness of God in Redding, California. But my friend, here's the deal. These same kind of calamities may be going on in your life. Be using this as an analogy to use it as a springboard to show forth God's grace and glory and power in the midst of contrary times. And with this, I'm going to hand this over to JP and Rochelle Ruiz. Jump on in, either one of the two of you. All right. Thanks, Kaz. Yeah, as most people saw on TV and social media, the car fire was what affected Reading and what was seen the most. And, and let me that, just intercede here: car fire, C is yeah. it C A R R fire, which is not has nothing to do yeah. with an automobile fire. I, I want you to know that because it can be confusing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, so it was a large wildfire that um, burned in Shasta and Trinity counties. Um, the fire burned over 229,000 acres before it was contained on August 30th. Uh, It started, though, um, a tire failed on a trailer, and the rim scraped the asphalt, and it started the fire going uh, about July 23rd and um, started a fiery path along Highway 299, and it lit up mile after mile of dry brush. You know, in California, it's so dry. Yes. Um, Did did I understand the statistics? A thousand families experiencing loss of property, homes, and even uh, unspeakable devastation. Is that is that part of the picture as well? Yeah, that's correct. Over a thousand, over a thousand homes were devastated. It it came into Reading on the 26th. Is kind of the the memory that all of us have, where the fire NATO took over and started um, just barreling through, burning through the residential area in Reading, and uh, you know it just was. 
40,000 feet in the air, uh, a fire that's turning like a tornado, um, no one forgets that. And, you know, that's just in our minds now. And it felt like that the fire was in everybody's backyards. And as a community, we were all put on alert that we should all be ready at any point to evacuate. And so the entire community had to face that. We, we were all stripped down to the basics of what's the most important thing in my life. We all had to consider that, you know, documents, our faith, family and friends were it. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what happened to all of us in Reading. And uh, we chose to stay at home because our home was um, in an area that wasn't as affected. We uh, and our daughter was, was home. We wanted to make sure she was safe. We were about ready to head out with Catch the Wave, heading to D.C. to David's tent. And so we were wanting to make sure everything was safe before we left. But um, the next two days were devastating for a large part of Reading where homes were completely burned and people were evacuating and trying to find a place to stay, stay temporarily. Our daughter and son-in-law had to evacuate to our home because their home was in the path of the fire. And um, for two nights, we set our alarm and we would actually drive out to see where the fire was at because it was threatening our neighborhood. And... It was just, it, it was devastating. It just, the shock and, and all that was devastating. But the beautiful thing was immediately from across the world, there, there were messages coming in, even just to us, of encouragement and people asking, how can we come alongside you? And, uh, you know, how can, how can we support those who have lost everything? We even had one family who they literally gave a portion of their inheritance to us, to, to trust us, to, to bless families that maybe had fallen through the cracks and needed some support. And, and even the couple who accidentally, you know, started the fire because of, of the, um, their tire rim hitting and sparking and starting the fire, the entire community sent letters to them telling them that we forgave them and, you know, just blessed them as much as we could because they were devastated. They were watching young families, you know, losing their homes and just seeing all the photos on TV and they were devastated. So just even that, people reaching out and blessing each other, churches opening up, halls and families um, coming in. There were so many families with animals that uh, needed a home temporarily and so many people opened up their homes and there were people driving out to homes with horse trailers and and helping families rescue their animals and so immediately there was the beauty of community reaching out and being God's arms to one another and and that's what I remember the most is just the beauty of people reaching out in such a tragic yes, yes, yes. situation. You know there's a song uh it's a young person's song we're going to deal with young person songs in, in the next segments but and you will know you are Christians by their love, by their love. You will know mm. they are Christians by their love. And that wasn't, I missed mm. the key, but you know, you get my message, my friend. But here's, yeah. what, here's what I want to do, JP, in this remainder of this segment. We've got about four minutes or so left in this segment. I want you to take this tragedy that happened in regards to the fire and how God was able to use that as a springboard, not only to show his compassion, but his uh, not only show his kids, but have his kids show others uh, that uh, God is in the thick of this. And when you entrust God, uh, he will uh, not only give you a way out, but he will 
give you blessings even in, you know, the oil of joy for gladness, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and beauty for ashes. So why don't you, let's, let's take this, this tragedy that happened by virtue of the fire and extrapolate from that God's character in the midst of these kind of things because there are a lot of things going on in the earth right now, JP. I, I, I'm sure you agree with that in Rochelle and that we need to know that there's a bigger picture and that God is not caught God by surprise. And so we need to be an encouragement to other people that are going through anxious times. It can be a personal anxiety or it can be an anxiety in the state or the nation they live or politics or any number of things, but God is in the thick of it. So why don't you, JP, speak to this because I know beyond being a great worshiper, worship leader, and a a wise man, you have words of encouragement. So lay it on us, JP Ruiz. All I have to say is that for those of you who are listening, there is no tragedy that can overtake the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord Amen. always surpass, surpasses every tra- any tragedy that we go through because he is constant, he never changes, and he always cares. It's like, as, as I said, and that's why it was, you know, it was grafted into the Word that uh, Jesus wept was important enough to put down in the Word. Jesus cares for every situation that you're going through, and Jesus will never leave you. He will never forsake you, and that there are there is always a, a, a solution, and and there there is something ahead for you that is worth living for. I just want to say that as an, a word of encouragement for those of you who feel like you want to give up, don't give up, because Jesus will never give up on you. He will take you by the hand, and will he will get you through any situation that you're going through. And as Christians out there who see uh, people who are going through a devastating event. The only thing you need to do is care, to pray for them, extend a, extend a hand, and do whatever it is that you can to be able to share the heart of God in human form to anybody that is going through a hard situation today. We are not hopeless as Christians. We are always hopeful because we have a God who who died and rose again from the dead. He's the only God. He's the only one true God that's ever died and rose again from the dead. Nothing can contain him. The love of God cannot be contained into a situation that we're going through. The love of God always surpasses any situation that we're going through. The love of God can always give us creative things to be able to reach out to someone in need. Yes, and one of those creative things that God has given to the Ruizes uh, is song. We're going to, you know, the next two segments you're going to love, my friend, because we're going to not only deal with... uh, children and uh, how to communicate uh, with children and quell their fears. But we're also going to spend some time because these guys, these guys do so many different things. They're also very accomplished musicians and worship leaders. So one segment, we're going to talk about children and children's books and how song plays a role there. Then we're going to dive into how song is one of those, one of those uh, balms, if you will, balms and Gilead to, to provide peace and security, even in the midst of contrary time, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We are uh, covering a lot of different topics, but my friend, God covers a lot of different topics. And uh, we're going to spend some time dealing with those things. So, Rochelle, for this segment, we've got about one minute left. Would you do me do us the honor of praying over what we have shared thus far and releasing it into our listeners? We've got about a minute, and then we'll get into the next two segments. So, Rochelle Ruiz, would you uh, speak into this, pray into this in about a minute, and then we'll go to the other segments? Yes. Well, Father God, I just thank you so much that 
you are constantly revealing yourself to us. I thank you that in these challenges here in Reading and in the challenges of the lives of our of the listeners, God, that you want to reveal yourself as the God who is with us, with us in the storm, with us in the fire. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And I pray right now that any discouragement would come off of your believers, God, right now, they would just sense your goodness and that hope would rise in each one of them, God, that they would um, have the courage to continue to hope in you, God, and to see that you are the God of their future, God, that you have a future for them in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. (laughs) Now, can you understand, my listening friend, why I love these guys, JP and Rochelle Ruiz? They are a man and woman after God's own heart, and uh, they use whatever tools God has given them uh, to show and glorify God in, in so many different ways so that you uh, uh, get a little bit of a taste not only of the command, the, the calamity that hit Reading and how God will use what we learn from that to encourage you in so many other things. Uh, God has used uh, Rochelle Ruiz to help children who have anxieties and fears sometimes as a result of things like this or it could be other things. She has been called to write a child's book, but it's more than just a book. It's a book that's called Read, Listen, Read, and Sing Along. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment. And the name of the book is called Think of Good Things. So Rochelle, I know you're going to wax eloquently because uh, you are (laughs) God's epistle known and read of all men, but you've expanded that to have a child's book known and read of all men as well. My listening friend, don't go away. We've got so many more great things to be an inspiration to you when JP and Rochelle Ruiz and Kaz come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And so happy to be back. I'm going to give you scripture. No surprise there. I do that periodically throughout the entire two-hour <laughs> show. <laughs> So, Rochelle uh, and JP, you're going to have to just put up with me spouting scripture. So there you go. And uh, JP and Rochelle Ruiz are are with (laughs) me. Love it. And so uh, I haven't heard any uh, goofy jokes from JP yet, but he's just warming up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's... (laughs) I'm behaving today. You're doing a good job. Philippians 4.8 is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. verses, and you will recognize it, my friend. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just and pure and lovely and of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, these are scriptures. These are, this is a directive to me to always have the right attitude. And a lot of times young people, uh, just because they're young people and they don't understand, they have anxieties and fears. And uh, Mama Rochelle has a real heart for young people. So God stirred her to write a book that's entitled the Think of good things. And my friends, uh, when you hear some of the things about this book, you will want to know more. We're going to dedicate this entire segment about her writing of this book and how it is impacting children's lives. 
And you know what, uh, Rochelle, I, JP, you can jump in every once in a while, but we're going to spend most of the time talking about Rochelle and God's wisdom through her in the writing and preparation of this book. So you can do your one-liners here and there. You can zing us anytime you want to. <laughs> but Rochelle, oh, she's got this. Uh, she does indeed. But b- <laughs> before we let uh, uh, Rochelle loose on this, you know, I, I had an opportunity to listen to one of the songs. You were kind enough to send it to me, and I wanted to play this to our listening friends because it rends my heart. You think of a young child who who has some anxiety and some fear, and sometimes it's the kind words of a mom or a friend, but sometimes it's in the power of a song, and sometimes it's in the power of pictures in a book or words from a book. So I'll tell you what, Rochelle has uh, captured, encapsulated this, and I, I want to share a song with you, uh, one of the songs in her book entitled Think of Good Things, Listen, Read, and Sing Along. I want to introduce to you a song called Think of Good Things, and uh, this is uh, Rochelle Ruiz and the song Think of Good Things. I tell you what, that does, it does my heart good, Rochelle. How, how remarkable is that? Think of good things. Listen, read, and sing along. How, how powerful. So give us kind of the overview of this. We've got about five minutes, five minutes in this segment. So spend some time uh, crafting your vision for this and how it is playing out in the, uh, eyes, and in the, in the eyes of kids and on the lap of their parents and, and people that are reading this book and singing the lyrics with them and to them. Rochelle Ruiz. Thanks, Kaz. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you played that song because originally this book was a song that I sang over our daughters as they were growing up. 
And it started when my three-year-old daughter started to get a natural fear that comes for kids developmentally. Uh, She started to just feel a little bit afraid at night to go to sleep in her own room. And so I went to the Lord because we were really trying as a, as a couple to, you know, create safety in our home and, and really didn't want her to be at a place of fear. And I felt like the Lord, as parents, we need to teach our kids to think about good things that we have a choice of what we're going to think about. And so he brought me to that scripture you read, uh, that it's important to think on things that are true and noble and right and lovely and admirable. And so I wrote that song. I started singing it over our three-year-old, and, you know, she eventually memorized it, and then over our youngest daughter, too. And um, it was wonderful because whenever they were afraid, they would remember parts of the the song and start singing it. And then I had other families who said, hey, do you have a copy of that song so I can, you know, have it be playing in my child's room? And um, so that's kind of what led up to uh, the, the actual writing of a book and creating this whole package of uh, the book with a companion children's song and the audio book with page prompts is just family saying, hey, I want a copy of that for my family. Oh. And so that's how, how it was birthed. Yes. And um, yeah, that's so that's the beautiful thing. But I never knew just quite how far it would go by opening up to a larger audience. It's been really beautiful to hear testimonies of families with kids that are, are dealing with, um, you know, uh, autism or other fears and they play this for their kids before they fall asleep at night or they all crawl into bed and they read the book before they go to sleep at night or even with the fires we've been able to give a book away to every family that's been affected that has children ages zero to ten and they, they've shared stories of how you know in the midst of chaos when we brought the book to them, the kids were able to rip open a brand, you know, the wrapping paper off of a brand new book. And they were all able to sit down and because it lightly addresses fear, they were able to just talk to each other about, Hey, is there anything that was scary about the fire or, you know, just opens up conversations with, with families. And that's just been such a blessing to me personally. You know, during the fires, um, we were so blessed to have our, our home and I was thinking, Lord, I'm so grateful. What can I do for the families that lost everything? And I, that's where I just felt like if we could get a book into the hands of every child that was affected, it it would be a blessing. And it's been very healing to me to be able to do that. And I mentioned in the um, previous segment, it's only been made possible by generous people who've um, you know donated to be able to uh, get a book into the hands of these kids. And it's just been a blessing to be a part of seeing the, their families. And, uh, yeah, it's just really been, it's been a fun journey. Would you do us a favor, Rochelle, and that is give us a way mm-hmm. that we can find out more about this book and perhaps order some Rochelle Ruiz uh, website and other things. We've only got about a minute left in this segment, but I want you to invest that time uh, encouraging people to find out more about this book. And then I'm going to have you say a very special prayer, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you can get the book on Amazon, uh, Think of Good Things, Listen, Read, or Sing Along. And currently we have it on sale for this segment with you. Uh, $16.99 is, is the cost there. You can also contact me on my author page, which is thinkofgoodthings.com. And we do talk with people that are wanting to order it for missions or outreach. Uh, you can push contact there and um, we can chat about that. Um, 
Yeah. Very good. Rochelle Ruiz and your beautiful husband, JP. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're joining us for these segments. We we have another segment as well. But before we do, I want you to take a a, a quick elevator prayer on this topic, Rochelle. A lot of people that are listening to this show are artisans in their own right. And uh, God just may be stirring them using this as an encouragement to them to actually write that child's book or write that book or that novel or write, write that article or write that song. I want you to, in the next 30 seconds or so, I want you to pray into and speak into this and declare this spirit of creativity over our listeners as we prepare to go into the next segment. Rochelle Ruiz, lay it on us. Yes, I do. I just want to say to all of you that are listening, we need what you carry. We need what you have to offer. And you reflect a unique piece of God that nobody else in the whole world um, carries. And so I just bless you to be creative, to, to have fun, to write that book, to write that song, and um, just be brave and bold. And Father God, I just ask you right now to that's listening to, um, to their dreams, God, just stir up those dreams and those ideas that would leave a mark, that would leave a mark forever, God. Mm. Yes, Lord, just, just move them in the name of Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Rochelle. And thank you. A wonderful and anointed silence there, John Paul. I'm amazed. <laughs> in, in our last segment, my listening friend, we're going to see the other side of these two co-hosts, John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz, that really drew me to them in the first place. Their hearts for worship. You know, I'm a worship guy. I love worship and how this really brings the throne of God into our presence um, they have an album that they're releasing in 2019. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but their heart for worship and how that impacts other people. But it's also going to speak to you and your heart of worship and how that will impact other people as well. So John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And thank you. We're back, and I have my uh, wonderful co-host JP and Rochelle Ruiz with me. But before we do, I want to diverge just a moment and uh, mention something that goes on on K-Praise uh, uh, every weekday. And this is a guy who I've become growing friends with. His name is Frank Sontag. He has a Frank Sontag show. It broadcasts every Monday through Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Frank is one of those guys. He's not only an engaging host, but he has one of those hearts that really reaching out and to encourage people to be whom they've been called to be. Particularly, he loves, he ministers to guys and say, be real men. So I want you to listen to Frank Sontag on um, K-Praise, uh, FM 106.1 North County, AM 1210 San Diego, K-Praise, uh, at uh, uh, from 2 to 4 o'clock on weekdays, Frank Sontag and the Frank Sontag Show. My listening friend, uh, you know, I'm a worship guy. I love worship. You're going to be hearing this from me throughout the, the shows. And uh, our guests here, my guest hosts with me are John Paul uh, and Rochelle Ruiz, and they are worshipers extraordinaire. And let me just give you a scripture that I'm going to set them free to talk to you in this last segment about things that are dear to their heart and that manifest themselves in their worship and songs that they have been inspired to write. In Amos 9-11, God tells us he's going to restore the tabernacle of David. Now, the tabernacle of David means a lot of things, but the one I want to bring to you right now is uh, heartfelt worship and praise by God's people, drawing him unto us and us unto him. And in these last days, he's going to do that to draw other believers unto him as well. 
my co-hosts, John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz, have a real heart for this kind of worship and using this worship as a magnet. And their music prowess really commands attention if you've ever heard them. And I'm going to encourage you to hear more about them. But many listeners really can identify with this because a lot of the listeners are worshipers that listen to this show. So Ruiz's, uh, tell us a little bit about your plans for releasing an album in uh, next year, 2019, and uh, allow us to be inspired by some of the things that God is stirring you to and through. So uh, JP and Rochelle Ruiz, lay it on us. All right, I'll, I'll defer to Rochelle. Rochelle, oh, you always you do that. <clears throat> I know, I, I know, it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so excited. <laughs> we are so excited. Um, this, we've been able to work with some incredible artists and musicians uh, for for this album. We've been working on it now for a couple years. Uh, it's really we wrote the songs. Our daughter Brianna also um, helped us with a couple of the songs and. Uh, we, the reason why there was a delay is our engineer, one of our engineers passed away suddenly. And so we, of course, just put it on hold for a little bit. But it's moving forward again and um, looking forward to releasing it in 2019. We have a lot of people who are going to be joining us on it that are worship leaders from throughout the state of California. We're excited about that. We have a couple of people flying in from out of state and one that's from out of the country who's going to be joining us uh, November 10th to help us with some background vocals. But it's really just an obedience to finish what the Lord has um, told us to do and, um, you know, deposited within our hearts. These songs were birthed out of encounters with him, um, out of him revealing parts of his character to us. And we just put our gratitude and into song. And so that's what these are. Yes. Yes. We're excited. One of the things I always try to do is when I have guests that have God has given a vision to, I want to encourage listeners to say, you're not here just to listen passively to what God has done, is doing to and through them, but God wants to do similar things to and through you. So throughout this uh, dissertation or this in information, uh, John Paul and, and Rochelle, we want to continue to encourage, you know, God wants to have each one of us discover our, our callings. And some of you, my listening friend, may be songwriters and musicians. So the things that God has stirred uh, John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz and he's stirring you in as well. We want to make his praise glorious everywhere, don't we, Rochelle? Yeah, yes. And J- JP, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. And one of the things I love about worship is that, is that it realigns my, my, my thought process as an, as an individual. It realigns the way I think, the way I do life, because I've spent that time with the Lord. I mean, so, uh, you know, it's the same as hearing to a good preaching, uh, praise and worship. When, 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 when I have praise and worship in the house, it, it, it refocuses to what matters most is, is my relationship with the Lord and everything else filters from there. Uh, and, and as worshipers, we live, we live this lifestyle of worship and why not, you know, put it into, um, something that can bless other people as well. You know, whether it be the things that we've gone through in life or seasons in our life that we put it into song that would could minister to someone to keep going, or whether it be an, an encounter with the Lord that, that softens a hardened heart and it, to get that heart back into a heart of flesh so that they can feel again, they can love again, they can experience relationship again. Um, that's that's where the focus of, of the, the worship songs are, are 
intended to do. Yes, and I'll tell you what I've observed these guys. But before I go further into this, give give me a website so people can find out more about this, John Paul. Okay, our, our website is johnpaulandrochelle.org. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, Rochelle, you could share a little bit more social media. She, she, she's the one that's uh, in charge of a lot of that. Yeah, just John, Paul, and Rochelle on Facebook. Go ahead and like us, and we'll be getting updates out to everybody. Yes, yes, yes. My, my friends, uh, we only have a couple of minutes left in this segment. And, John, Paul, I'm going to ask you the same task I asked Rochelle on some other segments. And I want you to pray not only into the content of this segment, but to pray over the people that are listening that uh, they realize that God has plans for them. And if they're worshipers and praisers, you know, I, yes, I do worship and praise, but uh, you may have some songs that God wants you to share as well. So uh, as we close this segment and give great thanks to God for giving Paul, uh, John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz to us for this hour and beyond. Uh, John Paul, I'm going to ask you to pray over our listeners and encourage them to hear God and, and, uh, and invest in worship and praise if it happens to be a new song. So be it. Lay it on us, uh, John Paul. That's right. Well, I just want to encourage all the listeners out there that have a heart for worship. It's not about uh, uh, sounding a certain way. It's it's your heart that's most important when it comes to worship. So if you have something in your heart that you want to, uh, you know, to be able to express, whether it be in, in song or whatever, I, I encourage you. I encourage you to pursue it. So, Heavenly Father, right now, I pray for um, each and every one of the listeners where their hearts are being tugged to to a passion to not only worship, but also maybe write worship, write worship music or or even have a deeper, more intimate time of worship with you, Lord. I just pray that you you just you just honor them with your presence, oh God that you birth new songs that are directly from heaven and on, on what you want us here on earth to hear, the words, the encouragement, the plans that you have, Lord, and also to execute your judgments. In other words, the things that you want to set right in, in the world today that puts things in order, God. I pray that that happens through the worship writing or the songwriting of people or even in the worship of people to 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 refocus what we're doing right now on earth, Lord, to make an impact and, and to create a difference through the music and the songs that you're giving us. And the books. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Books, as well as the books. Yeah. Hey, exactly. I, Rochelle, I needed to include that in there for you. You know, my friends, we've had <laughs> we've had such a fun time dealing uh, from, in the first hour, dealing with domestic violence uh, and uh allowing God to be the purveyor of peace and harmony in our families and churches and neighborhoods and even the world. But uh, I also want to thank uh, John Paul and uh, Rochelle Ruiz for joining me and giving us um, some insights about not only uh, music and children's books, but also how to deal in difficult times like fires. Quick uh, reference to your website one more time as we say so long to our listening friends. It's John Paul and Rochelle. It's in stereo too, my friends. (laughs) Go ahead, John. John Paul. Go ahead. John it's Paul John and Paul Rochelle. Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> We're having so I'm much. Sorry, John Paul, lay it on us. We man. are one. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. JohnPaulRochelle.org or on Facebook at John Paul and Rochelle. <laughs> 
Oh, very good. My listening friend, we have had fun. And uh, John Paul and Rochelle, you can tell why I love them so much. I only met them <laughs> a, a month or so ago. But I'll tell you what, these are kingdom people. We get to spend a lot of time together. My listening friend, you and I get to spend a lot of time together in the kingdom age as well. We've got more great stuff coming on next week. In fact, it's the last Saturday before the uh, midterm elections. We've got something special that we're going to storm the heavens with our prayers. So be ready to call in on that show as well. My listening friend, great to have you on Come Together San Diego and uh, more to come next week. So get ready. And my friends, God loves you. And so do John Paul and Rochelle Ruiz and Kaz. See you next week. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.